Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of For the Long Gone Podcast. Hopefully the audio in the last episode sounded good to you guys. Did you listen to it, Blaine? Uh, I hadn't pulled it up yet. I mean, this was since that was released. Yeah. Um, I think you messaged me about saying another... the audio sounded good or something like that. I don't I, I just this is my first day off. <laughs> I think. I think it was off that day. Okay. Or something. Or the day before. And this is my first day off since then. Okay. Well, anyway, so why don't you with the uh, talking awards? I can't talk today. Why don't you introduce the topic of today's episode? Oh yeah, do I have to say that that word? I don't know how to say that. Uh, I'm gonna have to. Wait, what word? Well, you put it at the header that word there uh, about the laws. Oh, of the, oh it's law of nature that. or something like that. I don't know. Like I just thought that sounded cool. Law of not law, law of nature, law. You put water. law of nature up there. You put that word that starts with an E. No, oh no, 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 no. I'm not talking about the doc. I'm talking about what I put for the um for the recording session. Oh, I don't know how to see that. I've just got me and you full screen. Okay. I'm well, if you didn't have here. me and you full screen, you see what I titled the uh the streaming. Oh, laws the of doctors. nature. Yeah. Uh okay. I I saw that earlier. I thought that was just this thing was like doing that, like Google does different things. Okay, oh, that's why I typed it in today. So these are considered laws of nature. That we're I don't know. At? I just thought that sounded cool to title it that, and you know, for that will we title the episode and all that. Well, I want to be accurate too, but I mean, I feel like it's not wrong though. Uh, like laws of nature, really. This is just these are like laws that exist in theory or whatnot around us, and especially one of these most people have heard of that. Is I don't know. I think it's it's real type of stuff, but it's not like a science law. Yeah. But uh, it's more of like theories that have come from people at some point, and they've become more popular or talked about or believed. I would say, I guess. Yeah. Right, so you want to introduce the first one? Since so, it's from okay. one of your favorite movies. Yeah. So big Interstellar fans out there. So this one is going to be very familiar. Great movie. If you haven't watched it. You should totally watch Interstellar. And obviously Matthew McConaughey's in it, so how could you go wrong? Great movie. I love it, especially if you like space. But the first law here is the one especially everyone's heard about. And if you've seen it in a stellar, you're going to be like, ah, it's Murphy's Law. So essentially, just like you see in that movie there, they talk about, you know, like what's wrong can happen, will happen. Or, you know, like what can go wrong, will go wrong is another common saying with that. And so... What it's in the movie is, I don't know if you just said it or not, was uh, uh, anything that can happen will happen. Yeah, so uh, so essentially, yeah. So if you, you're like, oh, I believe this bad thing's going to happen, was more likely to happen in theory. And I believe in this because essentially I think of the law of attraction as well. So if you're looking for bad things, you're going to find them. If you're looking for good things, you're going to find them. So if you, what can go wrong will go wrong. If you look for things to go wrong, things will go wrong. And this leads me to an example from today, actually, that came to mind while thinking about this, is that when I went out riding, I went to a new spot that was some off-road technical trails on my motorcycle. And, uh, and so, and I have street tires, so it's a lot more difficult on off-road stuff and there's a lot of rocks over here and rock ledges and things 
And so, essentially, when I think of the Murphy's Law here, what can go wrong will go wrong. Therefore, if you believe something's going to go wrong, it's more likely to because it affects your confidence. And so, if you are not confident, like, getting over this obstacle, you're not going to attack it the same way as if I am getting over this obstacle because I know I can do it. And uh, you're coming from two different philosophies here. And um, and there was, like, an obstacle I came up to. I was like, oh, my goodness, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. And so, like, I came at it, and I didn't do it. I, I failed to get over it the first time. And then, you know, like, stopped, almost fell over or slightly fell over. What Multiple times, different things happened. And, uh, and it took me a minute to get through this obstacle. And then at one point, I was just like, I have to just attack the obstacle which is part of like an off-road riding thing. Like momentum is really important. So if you don't have confidence, you're going to lack momentum, which momentum is applicable to both life and riding through this rough stuff. And so if you don't attack the obstacle, bring the momentum with you to carry yourself forward, you're not going to get it or you're less likely to get it because you're not prepared to get up to it and keep going over it. And so, and I think just as simple examples applicable to life too. So whenever I was just like, I have to, I have to just attack, and I have to go almost all out, essentially. And just with energy, and like in the sense I'm using the throttle, I have to gas it, and I have to stand on the foot pegs. You can't, I can't have my feet down. I have to be on the bike to give it weight, so I have to commit to being riding the bike up and over because if you take your feet off and stuff, it, the weight doesn't do right. Your back, back end won't get enough traction and things like that. You're better off standing on the bike. And people will let their feet off when they are less confident in the situation. And so, like Murphy's Law, what can't go wrong will go wrong. I finally was like, okay, I have to get over this. And to get over this, I have to commit. And so to commit, I'm going to use all my, my energy. I'm going to stand on it. I'm going to commit to being on the machine, and the machine's going to work and get me over this, and I'm going to ride with it. And so, and that's what I did. When I finally got over it, I was like, this is it. I'm sending it, full send. And, uh, and I was like, all right, here we go. And I went, you know, I hit it, hit the gas and rode it and then stood up on the foot pegs, committed to being on the bike. And uh, and we went up and over it. I felt like I was almost going to fall off. But the bike kept going because I told it to keep going and I stayed on it and committed to being with it. And so that's essentially the example I think of what can go wrong will go wrong. When I didn't have full faith, I, fa I failed. But when I had full faith, like this has to happen, I have to commit to getting through this situation this obstacle. I went through it and got over it. I was like, oh, I felt so accomplished after that. And I was just like, oh, I did it. I was exhausted, but because of the chain of events, go, failing and trying and failing. But when I got over that, I felt so good about it. And so that's my example. To commit Murphy's Law, what can go wrong will go wrong. Law of attraction. Seek negative, you'll find it. Seek positive, you'll find it. Honestly, it's pretty coincidental that you did that today because that was, I want to say, I think a pretty damn good analogy. Yeah, man. Uh, I thought of that as soon as we started looking at this one. I was like, this makes total sense with this. All right. So for the second one, I'm honestly, Blaine's probably not going to butcher anything. I'm probably going to butcher the names of these. Just an FYI. Um, Kindle's Law. I think it's Kidlin's. Kidlin's? Kindle's? I, I, I don't know. Kidlin's Law? Kidlin's Law or something like that? I, I don't know. Probably saying it wrong. But anyway... Uh, so it basically says, if you write it, if you write down the problem down clearly, you're only halfway done with solving it. Uh, yeah, I like it. Makes sense. It makes sense. It's like, you know, if you have a problem, but you can't articulate it or communicate what the problem is clearly, 
then it's a really big deal. But if you can like say, hey, this is the problem, boom, like you already know what it is and you can easily find a solution. And I've talked about this before inadvertently in our previous episodes. Really? Talking about Kidman's Law inadvertently here. So this says, you know, write it down clearly and it's half done. And so half the battle is you writing it down. So like you said, to articulate it. So like this is what I think of. You think of a big thing and you're like, how am I going to do this? So you sit there in this confused state of mind because you don't know how to tackle the problem. Like how do you eat an elephant like one piece at a time? How do you eat a horse one piece at a time? Like sayings like that. So like remember this one that I've talked about. Like, how do you climb Mount Everest? You have to do it one step at a time. So that's literally what this law is. So what is the problem? Write it down. And write it down. This is clearly here in my notes. That's why I ended up stopping. Write it down clearly, and, that's ha- and it's half done. That's half the problem. This is writing it down. So then you can analyze it. Okay, what do I need to do? And then allows you to take steps forward. So now you're taking it from a more precise point of view to where you're like okay instead of being this my mind's running in a circle i don't know where to go you stopped you slowed down you wrote it down and then now you're like okay this is my point of attack this is what i need to do to move forward so then you can start tackling the problem because you stopped to think this is essentially where i think this is so just like the mount everest thing how do i climb mount everest that's a crazy question okay one step at a time all right now i have simpler goals that i can do if i just step one step Okay, great. I have accomplished that task. Now the next step. The next step. Let's see. Okay, so whenever I read this, like just now, I was thinking of a car analogy. It's like, okay, my car won't turn on. I can write that down easily. Hey, that's half the problem. Now that now that I know, like my car won't turn on, I can try to figure out what what's wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So you go through and you establish what could be my problems. Right now, my car won't turn on. Why won't my car turn on? Um, and I think I have. It comes down to me having a little bit more knowledge than you in this particular situation. So there's just a couple things I think. Like Battery. you stop, and you're going down. Okay. Uh, so why won't my car turn on? So if I turn my keys, does any of the lights come on? If none of the lights or anything comes on, I think it's the battery. I don't have any electricity to make anything happen. Now, if I turn my keys on, the lights come on and everything, and I go to start it. And all the lights fade super hardcore, and uh, it could still be the battery. And maybe it'll go click, click a couple times there. It'll try to turn. So we're not really a click, click, but try to turn over like a time or two, but won't get it. Battery probably again. And then there's other things. The starter could be bad. So if you get a different type of noise there, I haven't had a bad starter before, but that makes a different noise than your typical one. So see, this is having it written down, and now you're taking pieces out of this what is could it be this problem no all my lights are on and they don't even fade while i'm trying to start it that's not the problem next and so i essentially like your example there that's that allows you to decipher the problem and approach it from a place of strength really yeah and if you can like write it down it's like call bust call car not walking that that doesn't know it could be like a billion things but like you do like car not starting boom yeah 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 exactly and so start to piecing it apart and taking care of tackling the problem. So, so what about the next one, Blaine? So Gilbert's law. So the biggest problem in the world is no one tells you how to do it. And this one's really cool. 
Um, because this actually reminds me of something. Uh, it reminds me when I had a job going into our senior year of high school. It was um, I was in the kitchen of Montana's. They would put they would train me to do one thing in the kitchen for one 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 shift only. Never put me in that station or to train me again in that area for two weeks. Throw me back into it and be like, okay, remember everything from two weeks ago on that like five hour shift or whatever. Do it and no help. <laughs> and I'm like, that was five weeks ago. You only put me there once. You expect me to remember everything and to be okay by myself. Uh-huh. Nobody told me what to do, really. Yeah. That sounds about like most work. Yeah. <laughs> I think, but when I think of this one, essentially, I think about like, oh, I have this problem. What am I supposed to do? And just no one tells you how to solve it. And it's just like something you have to figure out. Like, what is my key to life? Like. No one has the answer for you. They have answers, but it's not your answer. Yeah. And so the biggest problem is no one tells you how to do it. And so essentially it's like you have to go and figure these things out on your own, especially those like, big questions for yourself. Or like uh, whenever you turn 18 or 21, everybody's like, okay, you're supposed to know this. Even if we, even if your parents or the school never taught you, you're supposed to know how to do all this stuff now. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? What? Nobody's going to like guide me or tell me at least beforehand all this? Yeah, and that's part of the problem with people going to school and everything. Not the idea of going to school is the problem, but the going from consistently being told exactly what you need to do and what needs to be done all the time to you're free, make some decisions, and this is your thing. Like, uh, like back in the back when our parents were all our age and all that, or maybe even before then, like, you know, it was kind of expected that, you know, your parents would teach you some basic stuff. And now it's kind of like parents are like 50 50. It's like, oh, I have to figure this crap out. You're going to figure this out. Yeah. It's uh, not the same it used to be. It used yeah. to be, uh, you parents would teach you some skills for a trade or something of that nature because it'd be like your family business. This would be what they do. And you would take those skills and most likely use them for the same thing. Or just and, like, or they just just teach you some basic life skills too. Like you're expected to help out and all that, and get these basic skills at home. Yeah, and so hopefully you know you get them. Sometimes you don't, and you gotta go get it yourself. Yeah. And so I mean, essentially, that's all I got for that one. All right. So the third one. Wait, no, we already did that one. The fourth one is Watson's law: put information and value first, and the money will come naturally. Apparently, this was also said. Forced by American entre- entrepreneur S.M. I'm going to mispronounce this. Wilson. Yeah. So, essentially, this one's really cool. So, put information and value first. The money will come naturally. When I think of this one, I think of essentially how that, you know, you take the information you have first and apply it. Don't just come blind. Come with, take the resources you have and then information and value first and the when i see value that's a big big flag right there like a like a this is the answer type thing because the person who brings the most value to people is the person that walks away with you know the most money essentially think about amazon and jeff bezos the formerly richest person in the world uh you know mr elon musk has decided to i'm gonna keep take that crowd for myself after flirting with it here and there but uh you know like Jeff Bezos and Amazon, how much value they have 
for me to be able to, you know, order product at the same day, order product the next day, have a video platform, have an audio for music platform, and now podcast, all the things that they offer. And, uh, you know, the person who brings the most value to people is walks away with the bag essentially, because you don't, you don't consume certain products or services unless it brings you value. We use this current service right now to record this because it brings us value in our eyes and uh, to what we what we need. So it brings us value, therefore we use it. Now, see, I thought of a different thing. Whenever I first read this, I thought of uh, any first generation American or like any kid that's immigrated to the States, like their parents will always tell them, education, school force, loan, so that we don't have to... Uh, bust your ass to make money every single day you you won't have to like put in so many hours just to make a living wage and all that that's why i first thought of is like mm-hmm. it's like because they, they they know that without an education that it's going to be more difficult for you down the line financially wise and just in general in life mm-hmm. right yeah i agree with that and um yeah, put information and value first, the money will come naturally. And I, yeah, especially from an immigrant perspective. Yeah, uh, you I... know more about that than I do. And, uh, but yeah, education, you always hear that a lot, especially, you know, those people, they, you know, like come to America, stuff like that, like go college, get an education. Yeah. And, right. uh, and I've heard that too from, and I don't have the immigrant perspective, but in terms of getting an education, so like you don't have to be a blue collar worker. You can go be a white collar worker, yeah, and not have to work three jobs, make a livable wage, work your, you know, one job and do well for yourself. <laughs> I love how your phone went off after you have been giving me crap for a while. The, the problem is I put it on do not disturb for 15 minutes and like an hour. So that's the problem there. All right. So let's see. That's a good segue. So into the fifth law. So... Falkland's Law, Brandon was like, I'm not saying that. And so uh, <laughs> Falkland's Law, so when there is no decision that's been needed to make, so when when there is no need to make a decision, don't make a decision. This one's great. I really like this one a lot. And yeah. the first thing I can think of in terms of a situation is uh, you can get yourself in trouble with your words easily, which is obvious, And uh, but – if you don't need to make a decision, don't make one. So, like, if you're in a conversation with somebody and you have the opportunity to either, like, just say, oh, yeah, I understand where you're coming from versus saying, like, oh, I take this side or that side. If you don't have to – like, I was in one of these just the other day. Uh, if you don't need to make a decision, don't make one. You have to make a decision or you have to take a side. Like in this example I'm thinking of, one side of persons versus another side with another person. And, uh, you know, so I – you know, I chose to be neutral. I don't want to make a decision decision if I don't have to. So it's like I understand where you're coming from, absolutely. And that was me not making a decision, just agreeing and moving forward. Yeah, this also can just be applied to a bunch of stuff. It's like, do I need this or not? Does it really need an answer? Don't don't answer it. Yeah, and uh, I just I think this was really great. So it's like, don't lead yourself to. Something you don't have to do. Don't make a decision. You don't need to make a decision. If you if you don't need to, I, I just think of that work example. I kind of had something on the edge of my tongue there, and it kind of left see, me. If it's not that important, if it's not that important to you, don't need to make a decision. Is it really worth your time? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and 
you know, no need to make a decision, don't make a decision. And uh, kind of makes me think about those people who, uh, you know, wear the same clothes pretty much every day. Like the guys that are like, you know, higher, like really high up on the whatever the entrepreneurial chain or whatever you oh, want to yeah. say. They, um, you know, they they wear a pair of jeans every day and like, you know, a white T-shirt every day. Like okay, t-shirt. okay, that reminds me. I was watching a, a TV show and they're like, you know what? I'm just going to not make a decision for anything so that way I can free up my mind to do more stuff. You know, work in the background instead of taking most of the mental energy to uh, make a decision on this mundial task. It's like what I'm going to eat, when I'm going to use the restroom, when I'm going to wear. Yeah. Blah, blah. And yeah. And that's what Jeff thing. Bezos, he structures his day. He has all of his important meetings first thing in the day. So he makes all of his very important decisions at the beginning of the day while his mind is still fresh of a decision making ability. Because you get to a point where your ability to make your solid decisions dwindle, you still make the decisions, but they the same decision becomes a more difficult task, and so, and that's applicable to everybody. Because think about how whenever you have a day, you're doing a lot of work, and towards the end of the day, something really simple makes you think a lot, and it seems to be mentally draining because you've made so many decisions already, and so that's why Jeff Bezos does all his important decisions, major decisions, in meetings such. In the beginning of the day, because you only have so many, so much ability to make good, clear decisions, you get to a point where it dwindles. Yeah, and you're just like you're just God. I'm t- I'm tired. I just want to end this. Option uh, I just don't want to think about it. Yeah, exactly. Can you hear that? When I did that little click noise, I was like, "Here, listen." I, I didn't hear it actually. Didn't hear it at all. That second one sounded a lot on my end, but. Maybe it cuts it out. I've been like muting the mic, so like I wanted the sniffle. I was like, I'm gonna cut that out myself, and I did it. And it it only hear the click on when I unmuted. So, okay, trying to not make extra noise here. Gotcha. Well, anyway, I think that's it for today's episode. Blaine, what can they find us at? Oh, uh, so you guys can find us at on Instagram for the long haul podcast. Or if you want to shoot us an email for sponsorship information, or if that's just your preferred method of communication. You can email us at ftlhpodcast at gmail.com. You know, like for the long haul, ftlhpodcast at gmail.com. All right, that sounds all excellent. And uh, I didn't, uh, if I can stop talking like uh, like uh, Porky Pig or what, what his name is from the Looney Tunes. Porky Pig. I don't know his name, but that's all, folks. Thanks yeah, yeah, that guy, in. that guy. Like, I, I feel like I've been talking like him just a second ago. Blah, 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 blah. That's well, all, folks. I had a great exit, and he just didn't ride the wave. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I could actually used to do his uh, voice pretty well. But anyway, guys, until the next one, see y'all. Uh, blah, blah, blah. God dang it, Brandon. <laughs> I'm just going to cut it. That's all, folks. <laughs>